Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmar. I'm the host of this channel, Best of Us Investors. And if you're a regular viewer of this channel, you know that I'm a retired financial advisor. I'm 76 years old. I have some very specific interests, particularly in biotech and things that are going to change the world, EV, robotics, 3D printing. But I recognize that I couldn't be everything to everybody. So early on, I stated on my channel, if you have an interest and you want to be a part of my channel and speak to your area of interest that I may not be involved in, please come to me and share your abilities and I'll make a determination whether or not you have a fitting place on Best of Us Investors. And you've seen this, Jim Wells for the past three months has been giving you his take on cryptocurrency. You haven't heard much of anything about cryptocurrency from me. So what I'm trying to do is lift, live up to the title of the channel, Best of Us Investors, and cover things that I'm not specifically knowledgeable or interested in. One of those is space travel, but this video is going to be about Virgin Galactica. How is that? Well, Andrew, the head of our Discord, has put together an investment team, and once a week they get together and they share their information, their research on a specific stock. This then, we believe, gives greater value to you than you just hearing Kerry talk about what he's interested in and the stocks that he's interested in. So they're going to give you an in-depth look at Virgin Galactica, which is a 7.5 billion market cap company selling currently about uh, at about $31 a share. And it's not, it's not rare. I mean, Kathy Woods has created a space ETF, and you're going to find in there the uh, all kinds of stocks that are focused on space and space travel. And you're also probably aware that Elon Musk with SpaceX is interested in this space, and Jeff Bezos with Blue Horizon, Blue Origins. So I want this channel to be everything investing for you. I want you to make good investment decisions. So I am promoting this. I am part of it. I am making it available uh, to you. And I am making their knowledge available to you as well. So let's get the disclosure out of the way that I'm not a financial advisor, nor are the four people that you're going to listen to talk about Virgin Galactica. Please share in the comments how you feel about this, if this is of added value to you, and if you think we should keep it up. Okay, uh, let me turn it over to then uh, to Drew and his crew. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Today we'll be talking about uh, Virgin Galactic, where the ticker symbol is SPCE. Virgin Galactic is an integrated aerospace company that was founded in 
2017, uh, based in New Mexico, where it's attempting to create a space tourism enterprise that essentially wants to become a revolutional space traveling company. This is the first public space tourism company that went public in partnership with Chamath Paliapatia that leads the social capital as a SPAC in 2019, which is known as IPOA. Uh, the current market cap is 7.5 billion. At, at this point, the price is around $31. About Virgin Galactic, we know that it's led by Richard Branson. He's a well-known entrepreneur. He has proved himself that he started with the Virgin Records, where he was selling records and then got into Virgin Atlantic. So he was in the airline and now he's in the space sector. He's a very, very successful entrepreneur and people have no doubts on his ability. So I think it's, a, it's good that he is on the back of Virgin Galactic. The other thing that I was um, looking into was the total addressable market of the space sectors. I've noticed that the reports from Morgan Stanley they were saying that the global space industry is expected to generate revenue of 1.1 trillion, if not more, by 2040 from the current 350 billion. Bank of America also came out saying that they expect the space industry to generate 1.4 trillion within a decade from now. It is a great sector and it's a growing sector with a lot of potentials. And as you know, we have Kathy Wood that came out with a space ETF, so ARC-X. We have Elon Musk, where SpaceX launched a rocket that released 60 500-pound satellites into the orbit. And they intend to launch others, creating Starlink, which is a web of satellites supporting a global internet service. Elon Musk running SpaceX with a goal of colonizing Mars and making the humanity a multi-planetary species. So not having people just live on Earth, but other planets as well. We also have Jeff Bezos doing it with uh, Blue Origin. He's trying to build a space-based civilization rather than colonizing the planets. And he's building space stations and moving um, heavy industry off the planet Earth. And then we have Virgin Galactic wanting to revolutionize the space travel industry. So how does this whole thing work? It's very simple. Millionaires, billionaires, whoever has money that are eager to fly to space will pay $250,000 per ticket and they will travel to space. At this point, there are over 600 reservations lined up. Once the commercial operation begins, Virgin Galactic's flight will include two test pilots and eventually up to six passengers in the crew cabin. Before every flight, the passengers will spend up to three days training at uh, Spaceport America before riding on the VSS Unity. Their plan is to have 115 flights in 2021, 170 in 2022, then 270 in 2023 is expecting to generate a substantial revenue up to 590 million by 2023. There has been some recent news where Virgin Galactic spacecraft, the VSS Unity, completed their first space flight in over two years, making a step toward finishing development, which is a huge step toward getting the FAA approval. Now, they did have some objectives or purposes for this test flight. The first case is it did carry revenue generating scientific research uh, experiments as part of NASA's flight opportunity program. So what they showed was is that they proved to make money 
or revenue out of this flight. Second one was they collected data to be used for the final two verification reports that are required as part of the current FAA commercial reusable spacecraft operators license. So their goal is to provide commercial spacecraft service. And again, that's why they needed to collect more information to get that license. Now, the third objective was to test the spaceship's upgraded horizontal stabilizers, flight controls, and validated EMI reduction. EMI is electromagnetic interference. This was actually an issue at December 2020 test flight where the EMI affected certain components, resulting in halting the rocket motors. Virgin Galactic entered Space Act agreement with NASA to advanced high Maha technology. So they believe that it is able to leverage its robust platform of advanced technologies or significant vertically integrated design, engineering, and manufacturing capabilities and thousands of hours of flight testing to develop additional aerospace applications. Second partnership that I found was Virgin Galactic signed Space Act Agreement with NASA for private orbital space flight to the International Space Station, the ISS. So under this agreement, Virgin Galactic will develop a new private orbital astronaut readiness program. They also had an extension with a Land Rover. So Land Rover extended a global partnership with Virgin Galactic up to 2040. So this extension with Land Rover will result in a 10-year partnership between the two world leaders in adventure, innovation, and exploration. And Land Rover will continue to support Virgin Galactic's day-to-day -day operation. Let's now look into the competitors. It's difficult to give a true list of Virgin Galactic's uh, competitors. Sure, companies like SpaceX, Space Adventures, Axiom Space, Boeing, and Blue Origin are in the commercial space tourism industry, SpaceX and Blue Origin being the, the two main quote-unquote leaders. There's a big division in the industry, namely Virgin Galactic focuses on suborbital space travel and the others on orbital and beyond. Uh, Blue Origin also partly focuses on suborbital space tourism. However, Virgin Galactic has them dominated in this field because for one, their prices uh, will be around 10 to 15 times cheaper and Virgin Galactic uses conventional aircraft to fly to outer space, whereas Blue Origin and all the others in the field rely on rockets, so therefore they need to set up these complicated uh, launching facilities, which are much less practical. Not to mention that using conventional aircraft is way safer than making use of uh, rockets. Virgin Galactic can have their aircraft take off and land whenever and wherever they want, and they only need a short runway whilst they're competitors need a whole rocket launch site to really work. Since there's such a big divide in the industry, you can't really see companies like SpaceX and as real competitors to Virgin Galactic, since the services they offer are vastly different and likewise is their target audience. Virgin Galactic focuses on the group of people who want to experience space but who aren't necessarily immensely wealthy whilst SpaceX and the others are more targeted to the ultra-billionaire type with millions upon millions of dollars they can blow on whatever they want. At the price of just one SpaceX private ticket to the ISS space station, which would be around $55 million, is more than enough to surpass the barrier of entry net worth needed to be part of Virgin Galactic's target audience. There isn't that big a risk 
of companies such as SpaceX taking away customers from Virgin Galactic. As by 2028, the NSR Northern Sky Research expects suborbital space tourism to be a $2.8 billion market with $10.4 billion in total revenue over the next decade. Whilst the orbital space tourism market, the field SpaceX and all the other quote-unquote competitors are in, uh, will be worth only $610 million with $3.6 billion in total revenue over the next decade. Let's go into the cons. Um, I'm going to start with the insiders selling shares. Um, Chamath sold about 6.2 million shares of the company, and Richard Brands sold over 150 million shares of the company as well. Second thing, I think there is a six Ds that every company goes through that have exponential growth, digitalization, deception, disruption, demonetization, dematerialization, and democratization. Every company goes through these phases in order to become an exponential growth technology and company. Virgin Galactic lacked democratization, which basically just means it's available to everyone for use. What do they, they cost like $250,000 per flight. That's not going to be able to be fit for like the normal person. I, I don't think it's going to have that growth if it's only doing that because it's a very small market. You, you can imagine if like the current airplanes and companies were like $250,000 a flight, no one would fly, they wouldn't be that successful. That's one thing. The second is demonetization. That just means lowering the price down so everyone can access the technology and use it. $250,000, I, I don't think that's going to happen. They expect to go down to 50000 but I, I, don't, I don't think that's still good enough. The third thing, they've completed their test flight in like two years. So they recently just solved that a little bit, but they've been delaying lots of flights. And the competition that they have with SpaceX, Blue Origin, it's not that great. I mean, SpaceX and Blue Origin are led by arguably the most impactful people of this, of the 21st century, and like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. And I don't think competition that Virgin Galactic has with this is high enough. The other thing is that they don't, they don't have any revenue. They don't have earnings. They don't make anything yet. It's, I think it's going to be multiple years before they actually do what they are saying and they're going to actually get commercialized. Also, they have negative cash flow. They're burning cash. I think they burned a total of quarter of a billion dollars over the course of 2020 and no revenue and they're just burning cash whenever they use it. I just had a couple to add. So as you mentioned, I think they're projecting that they're get, they're going to get revenue of 590 million by 2023. The estimated sales are impressive and fascinating, but again, they're just projections and expectations. So if this fails, that would be a huge con for the company. And then the other thing is they, they didn't receive the FAA uh, certification yet. So they need that the approval of the FAA, uh, which I think is important for Virgin Galactic. Just one more thing that I kind of found was that if there is a misflight or maybe a crash, it's a lot of money. If there is a crash, it will have a huge impact where it does happen. And I found that in 2014, one pilot was killed and another was injured through one of their experimental space flights. Last thing is I was looking at ARC ARC originally had some portion in Virgin Galactic, but I figured out that this month in May, I think they're they're out of Virgin Galactic now. So that's something I just wanted to point out. Uh, full disclosure, I spent about 10 years in the aerospace industry as an aerospace quality engineer on uh, rockets, on planes, 
on projectiles, on pressure vessels that uh, went into all kinds of aircraft and even the space shuttle. So I have a little bit of knowledge about this industry and what they're trying to do. So I'll get into that in a second. The good news, and the only good news I find right now is they do have, as of March 31st, about $616 million of cash on hand from the SPAC. The bad news is none of that's really from revenue. The revenue has been zero for the last three quarters, I think, at least. And then I think the last time I saw revenue was 239000 in 2020. So they're pretty much burning cash. They burned, they burned about almost $500 million in the last two years alone. So it won't take that long to burn out that $616 million if they don't get scalable and start these flights. Uh, and, and have passengers pay revenue miles. Their net loss in Q1 of 2021, which is March 31st, was 129.6 million compared to 74 million in Q4 of 2020. Their operating loss, which just comes out of their operating, was about 81.2 million in the quarter. And all that was really from employee payroll. Talk about payroll. They have about 64 positions open on their website, all the way from vice president of mothership to quality inspectors. So 75 to 100 to 125, 150,000 per employee, depending. They hire all those. There's just added expense on somebody's going to have to pay for. They do have $83 million, and this is a liability of customer deposits on hand right now. So we'll see over time if it takes them longer and longer to get into commercialized flight, how long those deposits stay, uh, and if they go up. So there's an indicator there. A year ago, March 31st in 2020, they had 202.4 million shares. And this year, it increased up to 234.1 million shares. So it went up about 31.7 million shares. I would expect that's going to go up as they continue to lose money. If you look at their Q1 loss per share, they advertised 56 cents per share. If they had the same amount of shareholders as they did a year ago, that would have been 64 cents per share. So for me, financially, this company's burning cash uh, without adequate revenue. And for me, they're going to either need in some time in the future to borrow additional capital or have another offering, which would be diluting your shares. So I was trying to figure out what it would take for them to make money. And with 484 million cash burn over the last two years, how would I get that money back as a company? Because we're continuing to burn cash. So I found some analysts and they found out that Virgin Galactic, when they get up and running, they expect 74% profit margin per flight, which at 250,000, I think is $185,000 per ticket of profit which would make each flight with six passengers $1.1 million. So the operating cost per flight, when you take out the $185,000, probably would be about $390,000 per flight. Extrapolating that down, it would take 2,616 passengers paying $250,000 each to cover this cash burn. This is just the cash burn of the two years prior. So when you think about that, each flight has six passengers, 2,616 passengers total to get that cash burn down. That would equal 436 flights. Virgin Glass estimates that each plane would complete about 55 flights per year. So with one plane, I know they have two, but they only have one. It would take eight years to pay back the last two years of cash burn just in flights alone. And that's not accounting the cost of operations and all the other expenses that they're having. So just by looking at that, I don't see how they become profitable for me. There are $2.5 million of stock-based compensation in 2019 at the end of the year, $30.3 million as of 1231-20. So that, that $30.3 million is not included cash flow from operating activities. They take that out with the, the non-GAAP reporting. So Stock-based compensation was included in the cash flow from operating activities. The net loss for last quarter, they had reported 48.7 million, would it actually be about 70 million 
if we included all that in there. So just take that into consideration. As of 1231-2020, outstanding options are out there, are 6.79 million stock options at $13.59 a share. Be cognizant of that. And as of the end of the year last year, outstanding restricted stock units, there were 4.76 million at $19.63 a share. There's a lot of options and potential for management and people that aren't shareholders like us to cash out and make a lot of money while we're waiting for them to be profitable. So just be cognizant of that. Are you thinking of buying, selling, or holding, or just keeping an eye on uh, Virgin Galactic? Well, maybe in the long run, it'd be a good buy, but I certainly wouldn't buy in now, especially now that they've doubled uh, like last week or something. For me, I think I'm with Tiago right now. $30, it just doubled and not definitely not considering a position right now. The insiders are billing. The fundamentals aren't that great. Small market as well to 50,000 a flight. If you did want to get into this for the long run, like a speculative bet, I would only choose it like 15 or below. I don't think I'm getting into this anytime soon. Well, I got you know several concerns. You know, we've already talked about the cash burn. They have little to no revenue right now, and increasing expenses. That's never a good combination. Potential for shareholder delusion because when they run out of money again, they're going to do an offering or they're going to have to go out and find funding for inventory. Right now, they have one space plane and the other one's in test. So they only have two space planes. It's going to be hard to scale up with only two planes and 12 passengers total. So that bothers me. And the scale, in order to scale up, you know, operations, they're going to have to have commercial flights and a lot more planes to, to make this work, which is more expense too. The market risk is there for me too, because I'm not sure that, you know, their market is targeted people with $10 million or more as far as net worth. And I'm not sure... They're expecting 1.78 million will be interested in riding on this plane for, you know, however long it goes up. I'm not sure that they can prove that that's right, that people want to actually go up and ride in a space plane. But that's just my guess. The big thing for me is a safety risk. I've worked on the shuttle program and we, the shuttle was a fairly safe vehicle, but two of them did explode. One on, one on, the, on the launch and the other one on reentry. But Drew said, if one of these planes wrecks, that, that's going to be the end of the company, I think. I don't know. Who would want to be on a plane if it's not safe? And space travel, aviation is, is safe, but you still have planes that crash. But space travel brings in a whole new set of fail-safes that you have to have to make sure things work and you can return safely. Insider selling, like uh, Kathy Wood did sell out as far as I can tell. Shamas sold out his entire position, uh, and, and Richard Branson sold out $650 million. Doesn't give me much confidence. I think Elon's talking about putting up rockets with 100 passengers, and if you have 100 passengers paying, then you're scaling, and then you have less price per passenger. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. And then if you look at institutional ownership, it's only about 22%, so the institutions haven't really jumped in on this. And like Drew said, Kathy Woods, Wood got out of it also. So the only positive I can see is if you're a trader, this might be a good stock to get in and out of. If you're an investor, I don't think it's that good. I mean, positively, I, I saw that according to a Bank of America, Virgin Galactic is the number three most mentioned stock on Reddit with a 25.5% short interest. So maybe Reddit will get on it and raise the stock price up and that would be a way to make money off of it. But with all that being said, I wouldn't be a buyer of this stock. I encourage everyone to do their own due diligence and make your decision based on your risk tolerance and investment timeframe. For me personally, this this isn't something that I would buy. But if I was going to do aerospace, I would do a Lockheed Martin or Northrop Grumman or Raytheon 
people are Boeing for somebody like that that has the experience, proven facts that they can go and, and try to do things like this. They've already been there. First of all, I am not buying this stock. I think the space sector does have a huge potential, but for me, it's, it's really hard to kind of figure out the major players. Maybe if SpaceX comes out, I might um, invest, but I'm willing to you know, go with Arc X because I still have confidence in Kathy Wood. I was surprised that it it's going to take that much flights to just cover the cash that they have been using for the past two years. So I don't see when this company is going to be profitable, especially with like one spacecraft. And the major issue, it's about the inflation that I'm worried about. I think if inflation comes in, Virgin Galactic will also be one of the companies that will take a huge hit. So it's, it's a tech growth stock and it doesn't have any profit. So it's going to take a hit. If I were to take a position, it, it definitely should be a very long-term position or maybe a swing trade. I don't know. But if an, as an investor, if it would be a really long-term investment, I would personally, and I'm not a financial advisor, but I would personally wait to see how the price goes after the inflation comes in. For me, I will not be buying Virgin Galactic and I would rather go with an ETF since I'm not that um, experienced in the space sector.